and welcome back to we're, <laughs> welcome back to we're just talking. That intro is a little bit like we we're coming back from a commercial. What do you mean? Like and and we're back. Yeah, like, and like no, that was fans. like the second part of a show. You have to do like, hey guys, hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back to we're just talking. We are your number one Jersey podcast and couple. And uh, yeah, we'd like to self-proclaimed. Just We'd like to just say thank you for participating in these conversations. Yeah. And we greatly appreciate your value to our organization. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you all. Okay. That was good. Go ahead, Carly. What? Go ahead. About what? Just just go ahead. You go ahead. I'm on a roll, aren't I? Okay. All right, guys. So this is what we're going to do today. All right. So the other day, not the other day, a couple weeks ago, Carly interviewed me about what it's like to be a veteran and some of the experiences that I went through while serving in the United States Army and got some good feedback. Appreciate all the fans. Love you guys. You guys are the greatest. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go ahead. I'm going to interview Carly on what it was like going through law school. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, because no good deed goes unpunished. So you guys now have to listen to this diatribe yes so for anyone out there who is currently in law school thinking about going to law school maybe, or grad school really of any kind i would imagine or grad school of any kind please uh listen, give a, keep gi- listening give us your ears all right yeah and we're gonna go ahead and explain some of the horrors and some of the hell but also some of the successes in going to law school specifically yeah all right mm-hmm. so are you ready yeah you sure yeah are we t- wait so are we talking about law school and being a lawyer or are we just talking about mm, we're just gonna see where the conversation goes you see where the conversation goes okay. you can add a little bit in and what it's like to be a lawyer maybe okay. what the difference is it what the differences no, are I, from being a lawyer to like what you learned and did in law school oh yeah well yeah that's so. day and night but i have some some interesting little stories and i'll try and like conjure them up from my memory because there's so many of them that i just like can't I, I definitely am not gonna get through all of them today like on this episode but i definitely have some funny stories from uh my journey as a lawyer but go ahead take agreed. it away agreed by the way guys just real quick if you ever had golden road it's a uh it's a beer um i think it's from san diego california they have a lot of good flavors it is delicious mm-hmm. and just letting everybody know that's more of a summer beer it has a couple of lover from summer i'm just it's like fruit they're like fruit names like one is like called mango cart one is like cart. watermelon the yeah other like one it's is fruit cart like, like pineapple cart yeah this one is pineapple cart they're all very very good gold golden road um i highly recommend it yeah it's more of a you summer them beer here in jersey so they yeah. must be available across the country they're like they're they're a little dangerous because they don't taste like a beer they taste like you're just drinking like a fruit beverage so they're really good if you need more details on on this uh please uh, hit us up directly i'll gladly let you know uh, it's called golden road brewing and it's got like pineapple cart mango cart and then like a watermelon cart excellent very good and i then just I realized did- i left a box for our so i like we're obviously we podcast out of our house and i left a box for like that we usually put all of our stuff in when we're done and i just realized like the cat is gonna no, she's she's, she's like she was circling it like i'm gonna sit in this box like you watch me she's fine yeah um, okay go ahead yep. sorry no you're good you guys want to finish up last thing too if you're into seltzers I Oh, those are trash. The Coors Light seltzers are actually really good. Mm. Obviously, Heinings are the best because it's like it's like vodka, actual vodka mixed with like seltzer, not just like yeah. And liquor. I like those Wild Basin ones. Wild Basin ones are good too. But the Coors Light seltzers, believe it or not, like are very good. I don't care for Coors Light. I think it's trash beer. No offense, sorry, Adam. Um, but. <laughs> the Coors Light seltzers are actually very good. So, um, yeah. All right, moving on. So, <clears throat> Carly, what we're going to do is I'm going to start you off with some easy questions. All right, okay, easy gonna, ones. And they're going to get a little bit more intense as we go along. Okay? okay. Number one, where did you attend law school? I attended Seton Hall University School of Law in Newark, New Jersey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From what years? Uh, I went right out of college. So... 2000 uh when did i graduate oh 2012 2015 i graduated law school i graduated law school in 2015 okay and where'd you go before seton seton hall rutgers university the rutgers university and you went there for your undergrad yes excellent 
Excellent. Okay. Um, awesome. So can you explain, where'd you go for your first year of law school? Oh, uh, I went to New York Law in downtown New York first so you went for to, a year. So you went to New York Law for your first year, and then yeah. your final two years, you went to Seton Hall Law. Is that yeah, correct? I transferred after my first year to Seton Hall, and that's where my degree's from. Okay. Can you explain what your freshman year or your first year of law school was like? Yeah, so they call it 1L year, and well, they call it 1L, 2L, 3L. So I went full-time, so I went three years. If you go part-time, I believe... At that time, when I was in law school, I think it took four years to complete part-time, but three years full-time. And when I did, ran through like the math and stuff like that, it just made more sense to just power through the three years than rather than have a fourth year of just going to classes and things like that and still not being like totally on my feet. So I started law school in 2012, and it's important to to say that there's a lot of hurdles to get to your first year of law school. So once you get to, people will say like, once you get through your first year, like it's coasting after that. And I would agree with that. But I also think that once you get into law school, there's a certain level that you can coast because just getting into law school is like a whole thing. Like you have to take the LSAT, you have to, you know, submit your transcripts, you have to do the applications, everything like that. And the way that the LSAT kind of gets... Uh, administered like you have to kind of pick what schools you're going to apply to conservatively because you don't know obviously what you're going to get on the LSAT until you take it so I registered for an LSAT course uh, which was useless actually if, if you want my honest opinion my senior year of college while I was still at Rutgers so I was still kind of in that like senioritis like headspace while I was taking this class so I like that could have been why it didn't work for me because I wasn't really paying attention but I took the LSAT my senior year and then I applied to all the schools that I thought that my score could get me into and I I got into I think I got into every one that I applied to so that was good but yeah I mean it's just once you get there it's like you know I mean it, it's a different totally different vibe college it's a it's there's they use a Socratic method which people if you've ever seen a movie like about you know law school or people in law school like beautiful mind he's in law school and uh they call out they call out the professors just call it call you out at random so you know you have to read the material and it's usually like when i say read they give you like hundreds of pages to read and that's each class so you have to like read a ton and absorb a ton of information and then you go to class and they just call on you cold call you they'll just kind of ask you about like legal theory and things like that and you have to just like answer which you're not trained to do in college at least at Rutgers, they never did anything like that so it was a little jarring you know change of pace but in terms of the first year i mean i got through okay but i also like didn't know what to expect for the exams and i think that's part of getting used to it too and that's why people People say if you get through your first year, you're fine. But yeah, like we we took the exams. Actually, my friend, my best friend and I went to law school together. And uh, she and I took the exams and then planned a trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> so after our first year, first semester, so during winter break, we went to Las Vegas and we actually got our grades while we were while we were in Las Vegas. So that could have taken a turn either way when we figured out what our grades were. But yeah, not fun. So you get there, you're like you know, this is totally something I'm not used to. This is also not what I thought it would be. And it's really challenging, really hard. The exams are really hard, but we made it, you know, it was, it, when you're in it, you're like, this isn't worth it. This is what I'm doing is not worth it. But coming out on the other side, I think my attitude has changed a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. So yeah. Excellent. That sounds intriguing and, yeah. motiv and motivating as well. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't help but be brutally honest about it. So like I've had a, a lot of people ask me, you know, friends, friends of friends and things like that. Like, oh, what do you think? You know, I'm thinking about going to law school and this and that. And I'm like, well, you can't be thinking about it. Like, that's the thing. Like yeah. you have to be committed to it. Yep. I had wanted to go to law school since I was in middle school, whether whether or not that was going to become a reality for me was still kind of up in the air when I was in college, but it was always something that I wanted to do. And then once I got to college, I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, all roads led to me applying to law school and being in school for another three years beyond my uh, undergrad 
So when people are like, oh, you know, I'm just thinking I had a passing thought about going to law school. I'm like, listen, I had my regrets and I really wanted to be there. (laughs) So, um, you know, if you're just like passively thinking about it, I just don't think that it's something that it's it's not something for the faint of heart about going to law school. So like I'm not saying that, you know, oh, it's so hard. I don't know. You know, most people can't get through it. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, you know, I'm just saying your heart has to be in it, I think, because I know that if if I didn't love what I was doing, I would be like, I'm out. I'm tapping out. I can't do it. A couple questions. One, were you inspired by the movie Liar Liar at all to go to law school? Was that some of your inspiration at all? Or maybe Big Daddy? Was any of those... Fletcher Reed. Fletcher Reed? Did that... Uh, what was it? No, I don't know. I just have always had a pretty analytic brain. I always excelled more in like English classes, writing, things like that, history. I- I'm not really like a scientific thinker. I don't have like that science and math brain. I know you always say that I do and I'm lying about that, but I, I really don't. I don't have I don't have the chops to make it through like, you know, engineering or, or medical school or things like that. I just I just my brain doesn't work that way, but I can write my way out of a paper bag. So I think that served me well. But in terms of inspiration, I don't think I really I think it was just kind of self-manifested it just kind of was what I was naturally good at this kind of stuff excellent can you explain to our audience what what is the LSAT and what is what is your experience taking the LSAT okay the LSAT is terrible it has nothing to do well first and foremost it has nothing to do with anything that you're gonna do in law school and law school has nothing to do with what you're gonna do with what you're gonna be doing as a lawyer so the LSAT is an extremely long standardized test that's meant to measure I guess your endurance for taking long tests I would say and like your ability to like work through logical problems. There's three sections. I don't even, there's logical reasoning. There's like a writing, or I'm sorry, logical reasoning, a reading comprehension test. Uh, There's like a writing sample. And then there's, I think I have that right. Unless I'm confusing that with the SAT. This is how much I like block it out of my brain. And then there's this thing called logic puzzles, which the logic puzzles was definitely like the most interesting part of it because it was like, it it was such a rudimentary concept, but that it just told, it's a total mindfuck like it's it's just like you know they 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 give you all the hints and clues and then you have to deduce from that like what they're looking for so for example my logic puzzles and this isn't obviously verbatim but like one of my logic puzzles was like you're you work at a toy store and you have a display window that you're going to be putting dinosaur figurines in and there's uh, red purple yellow green orange dinosaur figures and then there's triceratops brontosaurus t-rex velociraptor and whatever what did i say pterodactyl already um stegosaurus whatever so and then you have to arrange them in such a way that you don't break these rules like so the purple dinosaur can't be next to any triceratops and the yellow dinosaur has to be either a brontosaurus or a t-rex and the end of the display on the one end is going to be a pterodactyl and on the other end is going to be the stegosaurus and and i mean it's just like all these rules and then they then they'll say and you have 47 dinosaurs put them in order and there's only one answer but you have to like (laughs) reduce it from that question which is just so ridiculous to be quite frank like it has nothing to do with anything but it just picks apart your brain in a way that like can you come to the right conclusion when given and just the bare minimum of information i mean it was just a mindfuck really i that's the that's the one word i would use to describe the lsat mindfuck yeah it sounds terrible That sounds like I would just have blacked out, stared at that problem for yeah. 30 minutes and go, oh, my time's yeah. almost up because There's- I'm just lost myself in one looking at one sentence <laughs> yeah there's like they'll give you like one gimme question gimme like question that's like easy and like you'll get that one but then the remaining 10 you're like i don't know the answer to any of these and i'm just guessing but even the reading comprehension is like so hard 
Like you think like I can read a paragraph and take away what I need to from it. No, you can't. They make it so that you can't. And I'm shit at standardized tests anyway. So I didn't particularly excel at the LSAT. Yeah, but you did good enough to get into some good yeah. law schools. So I, yeah, I mean, I was fine, but there's people that really bomb that test. And then there's people that get perfect scores, which I don't understand. Gotcha. So, okay. So year one is tough, right? Year one is tough. And it's a little bit of a struggle to get through. Year one is tough. Yeah. And there's like, uh, at least at New York law, there was like this ranking system. So they do the thing where it's like you sit in your first class and they're like, look to your right and look to your left like one of those people isn't going to be here like the next semester or whatever which isn't true like there were many people that dropped out because you always get like the people with rich parents that like force them to go to law school Mm -hmm. and then they're just like not in it so they're like "Ah, i'm dropping out now so you got a bunch of those or like mommy and daddy are lawyers so i have to be a lawyer but i can't be a lawyer (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so you get those people that drop out or fail out and then there was kind of like a gatekeeping class that was you had to do a you had to do a certain grade point average to get to the next like legal advocacy class or they would keep you in like the remedial section so like that was another mind fuck like if you didn't perform well enough they would put you in this remedial class and be like you better get your shit together we're gonna kick you out that would be motivation i feel like to it's negative reinforcement like it's not yeah but i feel like that'd be motivation okay i need to do whatever i have to do to not be in this remedial class yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well from that perspective yeah but once you're in the remedial class like how do you not have like how does your demeanor not go in the toilet like I mean, I would just be like, okay, I'm a failure. I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, but maybe they, they want to see who, who can just keep pushing forward and prevail yeah, out of it. You know? Yeah. But I mean, because I, they can't kick you out, right? Like, like, or they can. Yeah, they, they can. <laughs> For what? If you fail, like, yeah. they're just like, yeah, that's it. That's it. You yeah. Don't, you don't get like another opportunity no. to like enroll again or take a class uh, over. I mean, I guess you could apply and get in again. What if, what if you, yeah, but what if you want to take a class over again? I'm like, all right, I failed the class. My bad. Let me just take this over again next semester. I'd, Would they let you do that? Not, not really, because you would then be stuck with the other, like you, because so you and your classmates. So like for me, class 2015, we all moved along together. Like we all moved through the like required classes together. And it's in a certain order for a certain reason. So like, you know, your first year, you're going to have contracts, property, torts, criminal intro to criminal uh, procedure civil procedure part one and then this and then the second semester of your first year is going to be another set like property wills and trusts the second part of civil procedure and you know the second part of criminal procedure or whatever the case may be so you have to move through everything very deliberately so that first year if you fail the first semester like i guess you could start again but i think i would imagine you'd have to apply or something again okay i don't think you can just do that okay i don't know maybe i'm wrong no, no, got it. Okay. Um, so then can you explain what years two and three were like? And in addition to that, can you please also explain what your first internships were like? Oh, by the way, I also feel like I sound like the guy from uh, Billy Madison. Yeah. When he's uh, giving them the game the, show uh, guy. Yeah, the game show guy. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Yeah. So I, um, I, it's, uh, year two and three really were not that bad. I, Cause once you know how to write the exams and the exams are essentially essays, like you're writing like just very, very long essays. The exams are typically like three or four questions and you write essays to answer those questions it's usually like a legal problem and you have to write out identifying what the legal issues are what the laws are how you would how you would apply the law and then how you arrive at your conclusion so and there's a whole system that they teach you you know how to do that and uh those are the exams every year so and every semester so you kind of know and there were some professors that were like you know you would take their class and they'd be like oh you know like we're going to talk about this for the next month so like 
you can pretty much guarantee there's going to be an exam question about this material on the exam. So two and three were easier and you also start to get electives. So you get to start picking your your classes a little bit more and kind of adjusting your schedule in a way that suits you better. So it was a lot more enjoyable. I was able to take a thesis class like seminar when I was in my third year about expert testimony, which was really cool. I took that with a really awesome professor. The other thing is the professors that are at, you know, the law school. It's just these people are brilliant. They're so smart and you get some characters, you know, there's some like obviously they all have their quirks, but I had some that were definitely you know, certain ones for the books. And uh, they had their quirks about, you know, Socratic method and being on time and getting called on and quiz questions and this and that. So um, you just think about your your undergrad professors and just like multiply the specialty by like a million, because obviously you're taking constitutional law, you're going to get a constitutional lawyer or constitutional scholar teaching that class. So it's like they've dedicated their whole life to this and they know everything there is to know about it. And it's like, you know, nerd level 1000 for all these professors. But yeah, it was uh, two and three weren't that bad. It really wasn't. I did well. And then it's kind of expected of you when you're in law school to get an internship right out the gate. So you're supposed to have a summer internship every summer after law, after uh, classes finish. So my first summer, I worked for an alcoholic beverage control lawyer. He was a former attorney general and he went out on his own to help defend liquor licenses in the area. So that was a really tiny like boutique area of law, but I learned a lot with him. He was heavily involved in Operation Swill, which I don't know if people in New Jersey really remember this, but several years back, there were some bars being accused of watering down their liquor. So that's obviously something you can lose your liquor license over. Um, So he represented a lot of these bar owners in court and, uh, and in front of the administrative board, the ABC, to kind of make sure that they don't lose their license because obviously a liquor license can be worth millions of dollars. So he he did really interesting work. Um, and a lot of it started at the municipal level and then proceeded through like the administrative law level. So it was it was really different. It wasn't like your traditional courtroom. And then my second year I did, I was all over the map. This is my second year. I, I clerked for a judge in the family division in Middlesex County. She was great. She was very smart. And her her law clerk at the time was really good. So she was helpful. But that's that's when I, I realized like this, I this is something I definitely don't want to do. I definitely don't want to be doing family law. It it certainly can be very rewarding, but it also can be so like devastating and heartbreaking. You see a lot of domestic violence, juvenile violence, nasty custody battles, nasty divorces, things like that, orders to show cause, you know, restraining orders, things of that nature. So it can certainly be rewarding, but I think it's, uh, for me at least, it was just like not something that I wanted to dabble in. And I saw some wild things happen in that courtroom. So that was, uh, that was interesting. And then, then I graduated. So then I was out into practice after that. Those are my two internships. I don't think I had any other ones in the winter. Yeah, that was it. So you said that what you learn in law school is completely different than they like in law school, for example, they don't teach you how to be a lawyer, right? Right. So, can uh, you, well, can you explain a difference between like what you obviously there's always a difference, right? What you learn in school to what you apply in real the real world and real business is completely different. You know, it almost doesn't even align half the time. So my question to you is the law school perspective, right? Like what is the main difference from law school to to becoming to when you get your first job as an actual lawyer? What's look, what is the knowledge gap between those between two? okay so right could be good because you, you graduate law school but every lawyer that i've spoken to said yeah but like you don't know how to be a lawyer yet yeah and so for yeah. example like what is what's the what's the gap in between law school and between your first actual job as a lawyer 
Okay, so there's a reason why they call uh they call it practicing law because your whole career you're practicing. Like you're you're honing your skills and there's no such thing as like a perfect lawyer. Similar to medical professionals, I know they call it a practice and things like that. Um certainly medical the medical field is much less forgiving than uh the legal field. But yeah, so there were certain classes, legal advocacy, trial advocacy that kind of took you through litigating a case, trying a case, mediating a case, oral arguments, things of that nature, which was helpful in terms of your public speaking skills because that's like huge when you become a lawyer or at least what I do. I'm in the court. I'm in court all the time and I'm doing oral arguments and things like that all the time. Certainly there are some lawyers that just push papers and write contracts and things like that and just read documents all day. But in the uh, quote unquote traditional sense, uh, a lawyer being on their feet in a courtroom, I thought that those classes were the most helpful and they were typically worth less credit than a lot of the substantive classes. So your, your constitutional law, your torts, your property law, things like that. The other thing is when you're in law school, they teach you common law. So they teach you kind of what is accepted as, you know, the general standard of all these principles. So like you're not doing state specific because, you know, although Seton Hall is in New Jersey and obviously we did a lot of New Jersey law and New York law, you know, presumably there were going to be some students that were going across the country and going to take a job in California or Texas or wherever. And like, then you have to read up on their laws because obviously those are different. But in terms of federal law, obviously that was helpful. Any uh, constitutional stuff, things like that that come down to the federal laws that was more helpful in the law school classroom setting but I always say like the hardest parts of my job were never taught to me in law school you kind of have to just get into it and I don't know that that's anybody's fault it's not certainly not the law school institution's fault but um you know I think it would be helpful to have classes on things like time management or billing like I have to bill all my hours and like I didn't even know what that was coming out of law school so you know for the vast majority of practicing trial lawyers that are in the civil division like those of us doing defense like we need to know how to bill our hours and we know we need to know like the ethics behind that and stuff like that so I think beyond legal ethics it would be helpful to have a time management course you know a legal practice course in terms of how your cases are handled on a day-to-day basis once you're in practice because a lot of that stuff is not taught in law school and drafting and things of that nature and things you can get away with things you can't get away with and certainly that'll depend on the judge and the practice and the court but I think it's helpful to know those tips and tricks and I don't know what the answer is I don't know how a law school would go about teaching those things but I thankfully had some really great mentors coming right out of law school and and right and today you know the team that I work with is full of talent across the board so we kind of lean on each other and teach each other every day so it's nice to have a safety net to fall back on but also a team that's ready to just kind of let you go into what you're doing you know and learn as you go interesting yeah interesting okay anything in law school so all right to our audience anyone who's thinking about going to law school or anyone who's in law school what advice do you have for them what advice do I have for people in law school or currently in law school and also people who are currently deciding if they want to go to law school? Um, if you're in law school, I mean, it gets better, I guess. I was in like a really dark place first year and then kind of coming out of it and like starting to get momentum in the, in my career. I was like, what have I done with all of the student loan debt? Um, you know, obviously things have turned, but at one time I was just like, I can't believe I dug myself into this hole of, of a debt for this, you know, but you know, there is a bright side at the end. I think you need to pick something that you love that you want to do, because I think if you get stuck doing something that you hate, you know, you're going to grow to 
to resent your profession and that's not a good thing. And then people thinking about going to law school, I joke all the time. I'm like, just don't like, just don't go. But I think I would just have the introspection and like look deep within yourself and decide, do I really want this? Like, is this something that I really want to do? Have I always wanted to do it? Am I okay with going into debt over this? How am I going to finance this? Because those are all realities that, you know, I I mean, you have a dream and then you're just like, okay, I'm going to go get that dream. But it's like, these are all the realities that we face when we come out of it. And we certainly don't get any help from anyone for it. So I would just think long and hard about where your head's at, you know, Uh, the legal profession, thankfully, like once you go to law school, a lot of doors open that are not traditional legal jobs, you know, becoming agents, becoming mediators, becoming, uh, you know, going into like the science end of things, business. I know a lot of big business people that started off as practicing lawyers and now they're in the corporate world. So you can't really go wrong with a law degree, but it's just getting it and like at what cost, I would say, Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it it makes perfect sense. Trying to think. So like maybe in regards to is it worth it or not? Like I know, I know, like I know, like a lot of people think they have the mentality that oh, well, lawyer, 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 they're gonna you know come out of law school making six figures. Oh immediately. yeah, no. You know, from my experience of what I've seen, and I'm not a lawyer, but from what I've seen, it, it's the same thing as almost any career. You you come out of school, out of college, and you start from the bottom. And you have to work your way back up. Yeah. So it's almost like I think that some discouragement can come from when certain you know students get out of like law school or even you know college in general, and they're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna be making you know all this great money, and to find out like because you're starting at the very bottom. I'm like you're kind of like not so I would say what maybe is the mentality thought of coming out of law school maybe with with a lot of debt because it's expensive right and then maybe you're starting off not where you were hoping to be right what do you think what's the approach for for someone in their mentality of how to stay positive and how to kind of overcome overcome that you know what I mean like how do you stay positive I think like you said I think it just comes with I mean unless you have some sort of connection to something that's going to get you right into the job that you want I I would say that you know you just need to put in the work like for me I had no um nobody helping me really I, I mean certainly my family and everybody were super supportive but I mean like from a from a standpoint of like here's a job when you get out of law school I didn't have like I didn't know that many lawyers I'm the first lawyer in my family so I don't know you know I didn't have this progeny of here's how it's going to line up for you everything's laid out in front of you or I know a guy and I can make a phone call or whatever like I it just none of that so I think you just have to put your time in like for me it was I applied to a job on monster <laughs> like I ended up working for a solo practitioner who's now one of my close friends I I had a lot of crazy experiences with him um, practicing criminal defense law and municipal stuff, things of that nature. And it still helps me today. You know, I still have clients that come to me and say, uh, hey, listen, you know, my truck driver got a ticket on this roadway. Can you? And it's like, yeah, I can help you because that was a that was something I did in a past life. So all of it is helpful in getting you where you need to or where you're destined to be, I should say. Even if it seems while you're in it, like, oh, why am I doing this? this is a waste of time. It'll become useful like it will. But, you know, I worked for him for a couple years you know we had a really great work relationship you know and then I outgrew that kind of solo practice and I was kind of ready to move on to the next thing and I moved into a uh, a small firm that's uh, local to Monmouth County and when I went there I learned a, a ton about about you know civil practice and defense and things like that and I met a lot of really smart great people there and I was actually able to, to carry over my municipal experience and do prosecution work in, in a town in Monmouth County as well so you see how things start to overlap lap. And then my next endeavor was to a national firm, which I went to in 2017, I believe. And the reason that I got picked up there or I interviewed and did well there was because that firm had great
great success with candidates from the firm that I was coming from. So whether you realize it or not, that small firm has a reputation and they're training people a certain way and that's being reflected in other people and and people see it, you know, even on a national scale. So I'm still with that practice group today. I love my coworkers. We have a really great group. I'm working for a national firm, one of the biggest in the country, and I'm kind of honing my skills across the board. We kind of are jack of all trades. We do everything, um, primarily defense work, litigation. But yeah, that's kind of, uh, that's, that was kind of my journey. Like I said, I was in a dark place when I first got started because I was just like, this is like, is this it for me? Like, I don't, what am I going to do? How can I like, you know, survive off of this forever? And it was like, it wasn't going to be forever. And I should have known that because, you know, I was going to grow and people understand that. It's not like I burnt any bridges or anything like that. I still remain friends with people from all the law firms that I've worked at. So yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite a ride, but I did, uh, have that time where I was like, when am I going to start making lawyer money? <laughs> and you just, you have to do the work. You have to put in the time and it's just like anything else. Awesome. I wish I could take some questions right now from the audience. <laughs> uh, that would be fantastic. You're running out of questions. <laughs> but no, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, is there anything else that you would want to tell like the audience or I don't... anything else that you think that maybe you missed covering your experiences in law school, kind of like your advice towards everybody else. And then I just want to know if there's anything else that you think that uh, could be value to our listeners in regards to going to law school, staying in law school, finishing law school, becoming a lawyer in general? Uh, I don't think so. I think I pretty much covered my whole boring story. I don't know. It was kind of an out-of-body experience. I don't really remember much of the day-to-day. The fact that I traveled from, you know, coastal New Jersey to downtown New York for a year straight every day is is wild to me. I don't even know how I did it. So you took the train and everything. I took the train. It was like two and a half hours Mm -hmm. each way. Like, yeah, brutal. Crazy. But yeah. Didn't you get stuck up there during Hurricane Sandy? I did. Yeah. Yeah. We got no breaks for Hurricane Sandy. So we had to keep going to class and keep doing our thing. And uh, it was just obviously anybody who's, you know, has a brain has heard about Hurricane Sandy. So I don't need to go into that. But long story short, the American Bar Association didn't give us a break on our credits. So we had to go to school on Saturdays or do Zoom conferences or Skype at the time conferences and had to make up all of our hours that we missed because the path was underwater for about a year. So nobody cared. Like they were just like, that's tough. You got to finish law school. You got to finish your hours. Because I think uh, law school programs are regulated by how many hours you are in class. So you had to complete a certain number of hours uh, in order to get your degree. Excellent. Um, And then, yeah, I came out and took the bar exam and that was awful. Um, But that's a story for another day. Yeah. Do you want to get into the bar exam at all right now? No, you know what? I'm in a good mood and uh, I feel like that's just going to put me in a bad mood. Okay. Because that that's just, I mean, that was just a very, very dark time. When I say dark time, that was the darkest time that yeah, I've been in. That was really um, rough. That was rough. So yeah, I uh, I hope you guys enjoyed my little journey. I don't know if people are really going to dig this kind of episode, but we'll see. I, I mean, your veteran one was so cool. I think this one is so cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's tough. That's like asking somebody, you know, hey, what was like medical school like? I mean, it's just... Yeah. Know, so. Well, I, I always say like I, I give medical professional, like people that go to med school, it's like a totally different... Like people like to put lawyers and, and doctors in the same. They're not like to me, mm. at least like they're just like medical school is a totally. I mean, you're taking like if you're talking from undergrad all the way through finishing your residency. Like, what is that? Isn't it like 15 years? Is, something crazy. Didn't someone say like you don't really like if you do it that way. And this is off topic, but you don't really start making any money until you're about like 36. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. You have yeah. To, you have to basically be, be get, getting close to 40 before you start making any money. Yeah. I have a friend that. <laughs> That's, uh, what? that's in medical school right now and he's trying to get into residency programs and it's just like he's got an interview for that and then I don't think that even starts until a little while from now. I don't even know really what the process is yeah. so I really probably shouldn't be talking about it but I know it's a lot harder than law school. I know that and I know that I almost didn't survive law school so yeah. <laughs> and, and like I said that's my skill set 
so I can't imagine not my skill set and like getting through like I just don't crazy I mean the, the classes that they have to take is like insane I had some friends undergrad who were like thinking they maybe wanted to go to med school but they couldn't even like get through the, the, the prerequisites because the prerequisites are so hard like the science and the yeah you know just the the threshold that you need to pass for that I, I just yeah but I, didn't you take wait didn't you take like legal something in uh at Rutgers yeah didn't you take a law class I took a bunch of law classes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I like them they were good but they were they were undergrad law classes they right grad school law no class, no no classes. no but I I remember I took like a women in the law class at Rutgers and I took that one too she yeah our professor like kind of she I mean she was a lawyer and so she obviously knew what law school uh, exams are like and I remember she was like this is going to be kind of like a law school exam like the way I'm going to give this to you like it's going to be essays whatever and yes it was essays but it was not a law school exam <laughs> You remember I had that one um, professor who, uh, I forget which, which class he was, it was a law class that I was in, and then he had something to do with like your firm, and he called your firm and spoke to you, and was like, oh, by the way, I have your, at the time, your boy, I was like, I have your boyfriend on my class. You remember that? Wait, no. That one teacher, it was my senior year at Rutgers. What? I took, I was taking this one, this, uh, this law class, I forget his name, but I remember he called your firm or office in regards to business something business related oh and then he was like wait a minute like i think i have your boyfriend in my class really and it, yeah i, I don't remember, remember that, that at remember all that. and you're like oh my god and i and look he lived in manasquan remember huh guy he he, he lived in manasquan okay I remember that and i just forget his name he was a professor that i had at Rutgers. really good actually every law professor i had at, at Rutgers was excellent yeah by the way like, all of them i had like i think three or four mm -hmm. they were all just smart phenomenal people. Yeah. yeah um i remember i had this one she said she she didn't go to law school till she was 30 that's when she started right and uh you know very successful professor but yeah i remember that I had that professor was like oh i think i have your boyfriend in my class and you're like oh my god oh, yeah jeez yeah i don't remember that i remember that that's um cool um yeah so that now that that pain is over i do i do i can think of some people that are probably like oh that, that you know i i would listen to something like that about like lawyer journey you know because we know some people that are like either in it in the thick of it yeah. or are thinking about going to law school things like that but let us know what you think let us know if you want to hear more about either my profession or julian's profession or whatever it is um you but i think my profession, you're <laughs> but i think the rest of the episodes for the season at least through the remainder of this year are probably gonna be holiday centric like i said last episode we want to do a gift guide i think we're gonna do that next week so you guys will get it in advance of christmas so you guys can do your shopping things like that but yeah i'm, I'm hoping to do some festive holiday episodes julian's like silently yelling at our cat what is what is she doing no she's just been making a lot of noise over there in her shark hut she's been licking yeah, but you can't hear her on here. I know that. She's she's just being very cute. She is cute. Hi, memes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next week, uh, I think we're going to do the holiday gift guide. Let us know if there's any categories that you guys want to hear about. WJT podcast on Instagram, WJT podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, I think we're just going to parse everything into categories that we think would be helpful. Um, hostess gifts, gifts for him, gifts for her, gifts for kids, gifts for mom, gifts for dad, things like that. Gifts for boss, gifts for, you know, coworkers, things like that. So yeah, I'm going to hopefully put together like a pretty comprehensive list and i know i have to stay on you to get your list together too yes please all right guys well thanks again for tuning in this is wjg podcast we are your favorite jersey shore podcast and we appreciate all of you thank you very much and again we're just talking perfect Hosted on dimlywit.com.